Welcome to episode 251 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my animatronic co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. And this week we're coming at you with the ectoplasmic fortification episode. That was my, uh, I tried to do my best Nick Cage impression. Because <laughs> I want to see Nick Cage in the Yu-Gi-Oh! live action movie. I want him to be Bandit Keith. And for my next card, I, I was played... trying to think who 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 would be. <laughs> and for my next card, I play Pot of Greed, which allows me to draw three additional cards. It's two cards. Not like, in the anime. I, I can just imagine not Nick him with anime. the with the bandana, just coaching on a bunch of bunch of youths. I want to see him as Pegasus. <laughs> hmm, Yugi boy. <laughs> Uh, good Yugi play boy. there, Yugi boy. And he touches he his does like his, eye. You don't say face. <laughs> face. Time to face off. Millennium Yugi boy. <laughs> I put fa- even though I've watched it, I put face off in my Google TV watch list because it has a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I refuse to believe that is true. No, and it makes me laugh every meme. time I see it. That's definitely for the meme. And of course, as always, we're coming at you live. From our satanic circle inside a kid's playhouse, uh, we will be Those doing... Those familiar with satanic sacrifice, which suicide rituals say that. <laughs> yes, we do. Every week we uh, perform this yep. ritual and we, uh, we just come back every single week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we drink the Kool-Aid at the end of the podcast, we sign off, and we, we just resurrect one week later. <laughs> Resurrection. Oh my! Can't God. pay taxes if you're dead. Exactly. True. <laughs> <laughs> Work uh, from purgatory. Uh, that's where I'm. What? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I make four hundred dollars a day working from purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to make sure I put on the Skype calendar, and then everybody else in my work knows. They're like, oh, he's in purgatory. He gets bad connection there, so don't invite him to any Skype meetings or anything like that. But yeah, I still use Skype. <laughs> use some... Microsoft Teams, actually. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're on Teams now. <laughs> oh, we're in on fact, our own. Like my computer yelled at me because I still had Skype for Business installed. It's like, get this fucking off here. It's super Omega Bloatware. Yeah, Northrop's oh, just like, gosh. we don't care. Just use whatever you want. Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Skype, anything. I don't care. Well, the problem is, like, no one <laughs> in the office knows how to use Teams, myself included, because. It's new. Mm-hmm. I mean, Skype was terrible, but at least I used it in my youth. It's like, can we just like use Discord for our billion-dollar company? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, It'd be no, so much we... easier. You can make like, oh, you can make like chat bots too. Oh, that'd be, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. You could have noise gates for people who like have shit running in the background. Kids yeah, crying. taking a shit in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Oh. I have been in a meeting. Where, where you were on the toilet? It was just dead quiet, and then just all of a sudden you hear somebody's toilet flush. <laughs> oh, that's Fucking a mistake. You gotta <laughs> mute your mic before you flush the toilet, yeah, dude. No. I think they called in, and then they went to the bathroom and didn't realize that when you call in, it like instantly 
it like starts you off on unmute <laughs> unlike the computers the computers no they don't want you to talk <laughs> phones are dumb they're like you want to talk right we'll leave you on unmuted. smartphone more like thing that lets me know when i'm on the toilet phone <laughs> I am that's, I, that's I am not in the best of sorts because I waited too late to start watching these two movies that we got today. Yep. Um and I have paid for it with my life. The jujitsu the has come for me. And he's he's behind me right now. He's like, in this room. Brad, I need you to get me a bowl of Cheerios. Who does anything resembling jujitsu? And he gets got. He's just like some Polynesian dad that wandered on set, <laughs> and he gets killed by the ninja predator. <laughs> Why wasn't this movie called Ninja Predator? <laughs> ninja Operation Eight. Because because <laughs> Dimitri uh, Longbopolis or whatever his name was, he had a vision. He had a terrible, terrible vision. It's it's funny because I actually. This is the same guy who did Kickboxer Vengeance. And I actually liked Kickboxer Vengeance. It wasn't fantastic, but it executed its simple premise well enough. Wait, it's, uh, it's called Revengeance? No, Kickboxer, oh, kickboxer colon, Vengeance. Reven I, Not Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Which I was is like, is that even a word? Game. It is. It is. They invented it for... Konami invented it for... Revenge and Vengeance. <laughs> Revengeance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Raiden's a cyborg person now. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm so I'm looking at the main character for for jujitsu. I'm looking at his IMDb. Yeah. And he I'm was sure in it's Baron. Huh? Yeah. I'm sure it's rather Baron. Well, he's a stunt man. So he was he was in Suicide Squad for stunts. He was in X Men Apocalypse for stunt work. He was in Kickboxer Vengeance as Kurt as his own character yeah, the, and then the he was in kickboxer retaliation as stunts <laughs> they're like no you get you don't get a you can get a name credit this time you're get, get, get back there also he, like, i like how at the end of kickboxer kickboxer is, vengeance wow i started paying attention when they said his name and i'm like oh, that's my name main character has my name <laughs> i'm now I invested his, i see nick cage was a man of taste when he named his child Spoilers alert. I love how they, they fucking <laughs> they got Nick Cage for all of ten minutes. <laughs> and he fucking saved that. And he, he was the best part of the fucking movie. Yeah. He absolutely made I mean, that. that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know. It's like it's like who's the shiniest turd in the punch bowl? But Nick Cage was definitely, you know, a floater if you know what I mean. Shiny turd. <laughs> he was, he was it's, up there. It's, it's like when you hire like a professional singer to like guest do like a guest thing with like a with like a middle school choir it's like i can i can literally not give a fuck about how my vocal performance is and i'm i'll still be better than all these chumps <laughs> do they do they put like the do they list the imdb actors like in how how much screen time they got because this makes sense because it's first is jake the main character then it's usually Nick it's Wiley. an order of appearance and then it's fisherman and then it's fisherman's wife <laughs> i think it is in order of appearances no 
Definitely not. Um, you're, you're lying. John D. Hickman appears as Hickman as John Hickman. <laughs> well, I they do, it's it. like, yeah, it's when, whenever someone changes his name, like when someone gets married, you go back in their old IMDb page, it's as whatever their maiden name was. Mm. Same with uh, Elliot Page now. All his old credits are as Ellen Page. Right. Um, um, um. So we got a double decker cage. Yep. We were going to do a triple decker cage, but I was lazy and didn't watch any of the movies earlier in the week. And <laughs> trying to watch all three in one night would have been too much cage. It's also for a one lot man. of cage. That's a lot of cage. It's, it's too much cage for one man. Doctors don't recommend uh, that. I Unless can see you're why. It exceeds your decorated. You know, they generally don't recommend as much cage as we, we consumed in one sitting uh, to begin with. Yeah. And adding more cage onto that is just it's a recipe for unless, an early grave. Unless you're taking prescri- doctor's prescribed cage and epiphrine. Levels, levels of yeah. Yeah, 50, 50 milligrams at least of cage and epiphrine to prevent uh, hypo Nicholas cage and mania. I heard I heard if you take too much you reach your cage absorption or uh, absorption limit and then you just piss it all out after. You yeah, take a piss yeah. and, and you instead of it makes the sound of piss it goes ah <laughs> Or I knew I'm where you were going with it. <laughs> I knew where you're going with that and I loved it. Alright, well because of that, we have some changes to the usual format of the show. We're just going to do Trey Watch and gaming news, and then we're going to get into our Nick Cage reviews. Uh, not a huge Trey Watch this week, which is fortunate. Um, we'll start off with the trailers in the order in which I watch them. So <laughs> <laughs> we begin with Cruella. Mm-hmm. Who asked for this movie? Nobody. Why did they make this movie? I, why did they make this movie so dark? I know why. <laughs> it's really simple. Disney saw Joker and said, let's do that. But for babies? And then they're <laughs> like, who's the most Joker character we have? And they're like, I don't know. Cruella? Oh. Well, de- but devil. she's fucking yeah. driving cars into banks yeah, and yeah. fucking lighting dresses on fire that she's wearing. Like that that was a weird shot. Flash paper, you know, dresses made out of flash paper and uh, you know and it didn't didn't touch her hair. It was miraculously. Um uh, Yeah, like I think I think they saw Joker and they also saw that because they did um Maleficent. Enchant- yeah, Maleficent. And they're like, yeah. villains. You can do villains. Kids love And you know what her motivation is? She's She wants to prove to the world that a, a woman can be here too. She can- a woman, I guess? <laughs> the laws apply to women as well, and she's breaking them equally as wow. men. Wow. <laughs> wow. Groundbreaking. She. This is... What what an adaptation for a character that was literally just I like fashion, I like th- things that are black and white, and puppies have that skin, and I want that I skin. I want to make a coat out of Dalmatians. Literally, Mister Burns had better 
character was a better adaptation of this character. Cruella Deville was in this, this 101 trailer. Dalmatians for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and was the most 2D villain ever. Like Disney, you've got a better catalog of villains to go back and and do before. Like Cruella should be the last one you do. I would take a Scar movie over Cruella. I don't even I don't even care. Totally do the line CG again. Movie. Do fucking Ursula. <laughs> yeah. Before you do and you could, Yeah, you could name the movie Unfortunate Souls. Boom. Got it. I just yeah, wrote your next movie, Disney. There's a lot you can do. <laughs> I don't know. Do the witch from Beauty and the Beast. That turned him into a beast. I don't do, do the fucking the Snow White one. The that, evil witch. They did. Malef- was that Maleficent? Yeah. No, Maleficent is Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. Oh, then who is... Fuck. It's just a generic evil witch. Oh. (laughs) Do generic evil witch. Well, I don't... Probably she has a character name, but I've seen Snow White once, like 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Or, or, well, no, because the villain's a guy in that one, so it's automatically off limits. Um, Right. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. You know, if I, it's a shame that the guys are off limits because if you want to do a Disney villain movie, you got to make the Gaston movie. Gaston. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Gaston. <laughs> yeah, um, I would what? love to see more uh, more of his little, little partner too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he Le survived Fou. the fall. Well, but they, they got Josh Gad to do it. And then, and then he was he was gay all the way back there off screen. He, See him? He's being gay. We're inclusive. We're Disney. And China was like, no, no, no. We <laughs> too don't. much gay. That's too, much. too gay for China. <laughs> too much. We want. We want more jujitsu. Yeah, bring this in the This movie was not made for China. <laughs> what? Yeah, I like what. What properties you know is Disney gonna like uh, take and reboot now? Like they, they. I feel like they took care of the main ones. I yeah. I guess Little Mermaid. They've got a bunch of other ones, like, like the lesser-known Disney movies. So you can do the like live ad, re- live adaptation of yeah. Home on the Range. They they reboot these a lot, like, and and I've learned this just wa- scrolling through Disney Plus. Apparently, the Parent Trap that came out in the late '90s is not. The original. There, it's a remake oh, yeah. of a '60s movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of examples of stuff like that that they can, you know, pull up. And be like, look at this brand new movie. Like they did with Doctor Doolittle in the '90s, <laughs> where they just, it's old enough. Let's rebrand it. No one's gonna remember Doctor Doolittle with the boat and the giant slug. So here's Eddie Murphy, <laughs> <laughs> and then a generation of people. Our generation believed that that was the real Dr. Doolittle until Robert Downey Jr. got a wild hair up his ass and wanted to try an accent. <laughs> I just wanted him to go up to like, to like a, I don't know, like a weasel or something or like a, like a horse and just discombobulate, just slap <laughs> the box its ears. Which I think, wait, which movie does this happen in? Because Nick Cage discombobulates someone. I think it was in Jiu-Jitsu. Probably. Um, I, 
I don't remember him. Disc- I was glued to my television for uh, Willy's Wonderland, and I do not remember seeing Discombobulate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's tons of different villains. I don't know why they went with Cruella, but oh well. They did. That's what we got. Yeah. Deal with it. Maybe she eats some dogs. Where's feel with it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, people really love animals in this day and age. Like, sometimes to a scary degree. Yeah, are they going to be okay with, uh, are they going to be able to keep their are they gonna be dog able to, murder? Like, do the one thing that she's known for. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, I didn't see this coming. This movie, this movie was so controversial. You'll never guess what Cruella did. And I think they're going to release this in theaters, mm. which. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll miss it. I refuse to. Oh yeah, when? when yeah, believe. it was. Uh, oh. It's like when Artemis Fowl came out. Like, there's no fucking way they ever were going to put this, this like out in a theater. End of May. Like, we're not out of the woods yeah. yet. We're still like in the woods. <laughs> well no no jake don't it, we're you still know into the woods by by mid-april april everyone's gonna be able to get a vaccine <laughs> so end of may that's fine do you think, do you think be... trump just had like the year yeah. wrong and like it was actually april it is just actually gonna go <laughs> you know you were just off not, by a, a full year it's not gonna touch that <laughs> i'll give i'll give you points for trump being wrong about something i mean that's just Maybe he could be right about it. I don't know. Maybe he just got the year wrong. He didn't mean 2020. Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, what about it? Huh? It's coming out in one month. It's shot in four by three? Like, it's weird. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The whole trailer was in, in like, not cinema scope, but cinema stock. Like, (laughs) I don't know if they just shot the raw 35 millimeter and put it back okay jake what's what what folding ideas video did you watch that explained it to you well (laughs) it's pretty simple it's that comic books are more vertically like you read from like top to bottom and you know they're they're more vertically structured and not like wide panel most of the time so um so that's that's why they wanted to make it more vertical so what you're saying jake is what Zack Snyder should have done is used comic book style transitions between the scenes. That I would be okay. Inconsistently. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. What are you doing? You're not in. They're like, I saw infamous once. The first time it happened, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And then it didn't happen through eight major scene transitions. And when it came back again, Diana come over. I'm like, that was used like, in the first scene transition but well never it did make again. me wonder if it was a comic book or not and i'm like this would be the worst fucking comic book ever i would return it yeah <laughs> i would bury it like, but if that's the reason then that's dumb because shooting in the aspect that aspect ratio doesn't necessarily make it taller yeah <laughs> just... like what how do you is it wouldn't it be more expensive shot. to get a camera that shoots in that aspect ratio or to to edit it down to that yeah not really sure that's it but the um, fuck are you... zach what are you what are you doing <laughs> they i i am a big fan a big 
big fan. Um, you know, turn me on, make watch me go round and round uh, of the Joker. We live in a society, and them owning up to the meme. Like I guess, yeah. yeah. But also, I will uh, say this: um, if if Jared Leto had been allowed to play this kind of Joker, knowing what I know he's capable of from watching him and the little things, uh, you know. I think we would have been talking because when they cast, when I heard that they cast Jared Leto for Suicide Squad, I'm like, oh, you know, I can totally see him being able to do a really good Joker. And then Suicide Squad came out and I was like, what, what am I watching? I don't, I don't understand. I'm confused and disoriented. Joker wasn't in Harley, right? Um, No, he's alluded to, but not seen. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and then when I watched that movie, I was like, "What the fuck is this? this is so bad?" Yeah, I'm. I guess that is that is one thing I'm I'm interested in to see what, because in the scene that we're that he is in, at least, it's in the flash forward or the dream it's sequence. His, yeah, it's in his his injustice dream. Yes. Um, and it from what from early signs from early interviews from Zack Snyder. It's not really going to be as much of a dream as it is like an actual like vision of the future. Um, I don't know how that w- was going to work with Batman having this vision. Um, we it's going to be extended though. Well, didn't from- they try to explain it? As I recall, in Justice League, they tried to explain it as it was some sort of temporal thing with the Flash, or maybe that's I'm thinking. No, like that was a different thing. Flashpoint where- paradox. Yeah, where Flash comes in um, from the future. Well, no- you're, yeah. you're not 100% wrong because, like, when he, like, woke up from that dream, I think, wasn't the Flash, like, trying to reach yeah, out to him? that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That, that. That's when yeah. he, like, woke up from the dream and then, like, they did a double take on us and he, he actually, like, woke up. Yeah, I get okay, Woke up yeah. from that or something like that. I, I don't know. And, like, I don't. Was... I, yeah, I haven't watched Justice League in a while. But my, my point is <laughs> they tried to, like, I think, I think the the idea they were trying to put in your head is like that's where it came from in yeah. BVS. I, I think I think the way they're gonna do it this time is it's gonna be definitely more of a premonition than just a, a simple dream and we're gonna see a lot more of the Justice League where they are in that timeline. Um and Which is you know they meet up with the Joker. Jared Leto's in- Joker um, who seems like he's a very different Joker than what we saw in Suicide Squad. Yeah, the the design, we get a better look at it here, and it does look a lot more... It looks like a hybrid between um, the Heath Ledger Joker with the really messy makeup and the uh, Joker from The Batman, Yeah, where he was in, like, not his classic purple suit, but the, you know, like, mm-hmm. straight jacket sort of deal um now this is going to be interesting there's some interesting potential tie-ins here i know Zack snyder likes to throw in in very recognizable shit from the comics so he can be like hey look i know my source material i'm yeah Um, i'm i'm a no life man child like you too i'm one of you i could write ready player one (laughs) (laughs) um and uh so in BVS, this this uh, flashback, at least the the costume design was meant to invoke the Injustice storyline, which 
adapted into the games. I think the games came first, and mm-hmm. then they did the comic line about it. So in that story, Superman is like the totalitarian ruler of it's it's sort of like the Justice League episode where the Flash dies and they have the other mm-hmm. Justice League in that the world. Justice Lords, yes, and uh, so in Justice, the Joker causes a chain of events that leads to Lois Lane dying, dying. and this sets Superman off the edge. And he kills the Joker and takes over the world. And Batman leads the resistance against him. Made sense for Batman versus Superman because you needed to have give Batman a motivation to be fearful of Superman to the point to try to take him out. Makes less sense in Justice League where the emotional trouble with Batman is he's wrestling with the death of Superman after coming to appreciate him as a necessary protector of the planet. So I appreciate that they have the Joker in there, which makes sense for the Injustice timeline, but why would this be haunting his premonitions if Superman is believed dead in this? Um, his whole not 100% character sure arc. If he is. I'll tell you why. Because he wasn't dead in, in the theatrical well, version. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't technically dead, but they believed him to be dead, and they brought him back. Um and he was all insane and whatnot. I can tell wait, you why. Hold on, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm confused because in the theatrical version, he does have, in the dream sequence, he gets captured by, like, that Superman squad and then Superman comes over and, and like, like kills him. Get, like, like, so he's alive in that, in that post-apocalyptic future dream of his. That's why he was, like, if you remember, you remember, like, Clearly Batman was, like, Media. I know, I, and I barely remember this too. I I think I only remember it because I watched a video about it. I just spent a five minute rant going on about why it doesn't make sense for something that was in the original cut. So clearly, yeah. I don't remember things very well. Yeah, and I so like people were probably screaming at their phones for five minutes. No, no you idiot. Well, it's a very easily forgettable movie. <laughs> five on record is liking Justice League. I, I don't know. There were there were some moments where there was, ugh, and then there was some moments that were like, ah. Um, yeah, it's a lot but, of movies. So there was a there was there was I think the the dream sequence in the theatrical version, and I think they're gonna keep it similar uh, in this aspect where he meets up with somebody to get um, like some uh, kryptonite supply as a way to attack Superman. And Superman like intercepts it, and it's all like a, a ruse. There's nothing in the box, um, and uh, he sends the parademons and and his like military no, force. No, what if Paltrow's head is in the box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's in the box? Um, so I don't know. What's I don't know how box? like that's gonna tie in with like Superman working with Darkseid, because I think at this point also Darkseid's like taken over Earth. So that's another DC animated universe arc they did. <laughs> Uh, was the season two or maybe the season three finale to Superman, the animated series where Darkseid came to Earth and got Superman to work for him by tricking mm-hmm. him into believing that like he was Kryptonian or something. He knew something about Krypton that he was mm-hmm. apocalypse. Yeah. They adopt him as apocalypse. I'll be like your that. new daddy, Superman. Yeah, something like that. And then he took over helped him take over the world and people were, were hateful and distrustful of Superman for a while 
and then the Superman the animated series ended and Justice League started and that kind of was like shelved that didn't come up again (laughs) so it seems like so um, some other notable things in this trailer um, is they're clearing up a lot of things that was kind of confusing in the theatrical version Before Uh, one of which was like there was a scene where Steppenwolf was like seemed to be praying Um, he actually wasn't praying he was actually talking to somebody um, and trying Wolf to get back in the good noted races. atheist. Yeah. <laughs> well, he like, it was on his like rant about how there were like no lanterns there, there were no Kryptonians, and kind of like saying the Earth is like defenseless and we can take it over. Um, and that was actually him talking to another general in Darkseid because he is now uh, not in Darkseid's good graces and he wants to get back into there. Um, so it seems like it's clearing up that it's clearing up some mother box stuff. Uh, Steppenwolf looks better. Uh, and the first looks at dark side look pretty good. They're also bringing in, uh, granny. I don't remember what her granny goodness, granny goodness. Yeah. So she appears in this, uh, and she's confirmed to, to be in here. Who's playing, who plays granny goodness. I didn't You're see her in the trailer. Though. Is Aquaman in this movie? I didn't see him in this yeah. movie. Yes, he'll he be was, in the movie. He's in the trailer for, for like half a second. He puts his trident into the cement while water goes around him. Oh. I'm try to find it. I, I just like to imagine up? that Jason Momoa just did not sign off on the on the, on the the remake, so he's just not in it now. <laughs> Couldn't get him for the reshoots. Um, I do have the trailer up. Okay, uh, 46 seconds in. Yeah, I was, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, way back, and yeah, she's barely in the trailer. <laughs> she's barely in it, but we who knows? I mean, this this looks like maybe it's a a quick scene. I don't know if, how long yeah. it's gonna be. I it think looks that's like it's at Darkseid's temple. Yeah, and then Granny Goodness. So yeah, like they're they're putting shit in here. I it'll be fine. It's, I don't think it's, it's fucking gonna four be. hours movie. It's a four. It's four hours. Four hours movie. It's a four-hour movie. So they better include a lot of shit, and not have a lot of fluff in here. Because I'm not watching a four-hour. There's no movie. way that your movie can be four hours and not contain a, a sizable amount of fluff. <laughs> I know. It's just like if if I if I watch this and it's like it's the theatrical version with like thirty minutes of actual good content, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't think it's gonna be that. I think there is going to be a sizable amount of like added stuff just from like what the trailers have shown us. Um, but well, I that's hope... like the whole hype. I mean, they're they're paying money to like shoot new footage for yeah. it, which I'm glad. I I think I was more concerned when they weren't. I was like, I feel like you would need to like at least do some reshoots or something. I mean, just it to just add stuff feels like it's that they're moving the goalposts, kind of. Because like sure. people are like there's not a Snyder cut and like Jack Snyder's like oh yeah there is and then HBO announces it's like oh yeah we've started shooting new stuff for this like that's not what a, a different that cut, cut of the movie is <laughs> yeah because the whole thing that like was You're just I guess, making in... a new project <laughs> yeah because the whole thing that I guess I was like impressed with was like the fact that there was all this footage and it was just unused and there was this mystical Snyder cut and they were like, all we're doing is editing and rescoring and it's going to be good to go. Nope. And I'm like, really? 
yeah, I was always skeptical of that. So just like the logistics of it never made sense for it to match up with what Zack Snyder claimed it was. So I'm like, I'm guessing I like, I, I guess my, my point is like, it was, I was skeptical and I think we were right to be skeptical because obviously they are reshooting some things and I don't know if that's just the Jared Leto stuff or if there's more, I hope there's more. I, I want there to be new stuff because I want it to be good. And I think reshooting stuff and, and polishing up some of the things that they understand are not fully there uh you know is is at least good i'm gonna be really sense. mean and say you want it to be good zach snyder's not the man for you <laughs> hey you know what probably not but I mean, he's got the i'd rather get one vision than um i don't know than six or i mean several jj episode format with one jj abrams wasn't the best for the the first star wars but i think we all would have appreciated if he had done all three of them at least and have one i would have appreciated at least if they like sat them all together and had them work out a plot outline instead of like working in complete solitude of one another yeah which is the only way that those two movies could have followed each other because like (laughs) because they like they let it leak that they didn't know like what that the final episode was going to be like until like last second i mean they had a whole different script written of course they did Mm -hmm. because fucking lucasfilm has been so mismanaged by a specific somebody (laughs) get her out of there anyways Um, this is star wars this is just league we'll see it in a month i guess next up mortal kombat oh okay i gotta say i'm kind of hyped for this and i'm not a mortal kombat like big stan it doesn't look bad I'll say no. that. Like, Peter, yeah. I am, I am on record as saying that the original, the Mortal Kombat movie that already exists, is not that bad. Like, as far as video game movies go, like before Sonic came out and like made a tier of legitimately good video game movies that it sits mm-hmm. in all alone. Mortal <laughs> Kombat was like the top of the pile when you compare it to your Mario Brothers movies. <laughs> yeah, and anything by Uwe Boll. <laughs> fucking he's he's still living in there with monster hunter no that was paul ws anderson oh shit okay but that's uh well jake says that's okay i uh, yeah i saw that yesterday i don't trust Um, his review because he also said batman versus superman ultimate edition was a good movie (laughs) that 30 minutes of extra footage was to an already seven hour movie (laughs) and it was seven and a half hours when i saw it and it was fantastic um, yeah, is- Monster Hunter, uh, for Jake's quick two-second review, it was pretty good. The CGI was decent. Um, I don't know. Acting was probably a little lackluster, uh, but it had some okay moments. Yeah. Was there a hunting horn in it? Final no, question. but they did have uh, an insect glaive. Um, they had the dual blades. Uh, I think they had what they said was, or what they assumed to be a longsword, a battle axe, and... Uh, the um, the it was like a wrist launcher that was very uh, monster huntery. It shoots out the stinger, little stuff. Yeah, some of like that. Watch those wrist rockets. Yeah, so it, it shot that shit out, and um, and they had uh, three of the three of the the monsters from the game. It was pretty good. Yeah, they met their so, quota. <laughs> like the original Mortal Kombat movie, is pretty good. The sequel, terrible. 
don't watch the sequel. But the original one, like probably up until Sonic was probably like objectively the best video game movie they ever done. So it wasn't a stretch to imagine that redoing it now with modern technology and in a world where Mortal Kombat games have had like pretty well put together story modes mm-hmm. for the past few entries. I was going to say they had years of story behind them. Yeah, like when they did MK9, they like made a much more robust story to the the game than was present in the original arcade game obviously because it was just an arcade ladder thing. So, you know, it's not surprising to me that this movie looks to be pretty good. I do have a couple issues. Uh, one of the issues I have is I do not like the costume design for Scorpion. Sub-Zero is fine, but Scorpion uh, needed a little more yellow in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't really see too much of Scorpion. Uh, he was at the end mostly, no. right? And he has a face, which is also different. Yeah, it's, more like, it's more like bronze. But what I do like is that it seems like they're pulling a lot of the moves from the games. A lot of the like classic stuff, like uh, I know there was the whole, isn't the the classic move from the game is uh, turning their blood into ice and then stabbing them with it. That might have been a fatality in one of his games. Is that a fatality? Well, that was one? cool. Yeah, um, very cool. CG looks okay. Uh, Goro, pretty good. Goro, I think, is the the forearm guy. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like Goro in in the original one was like a mostly practical effect. And we just saw the trailer and just like see him a little bit. Maybe they didn't put their best CG in the trailer. Maybe it's not finished yet. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But in the trailer, Goro didn't look too good. I think the old Goro looked better. Goro. Did this Goro walk out of of his son's, uh, his first showing? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can hear. Okay, so that was a, that was a bad joke. That was a weak joke. Goro, Goro don't look so good. Yeah. Goro's looking um, a little gray and mushy, and uh, they shot him. Looking at a little night. Warcraft there. Yeah, looking like a Warcraft orc over here, over here. Or, or, or. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good picture of him in the. Uh... Um. Seems like they got the full cast of Mortal Kombat, though. Um, I didn't I d- see not... Johnny Cage in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Johnny. Um, but it is cool. It starts off with uh, with the uh, the metal metal arm guy losing his arms, and so Jax. you're gonna yeah, Jax. Oh yeah, he's yeah, got Jax arms. <laughs> I got Jax arms. Jax arms. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal, <laughs> you're not Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> got Jack's arms <laughs> oh that's good um, um so that's gonna be some cool payoff uh, for later in the movie or uh jacks probably tries yeah. to get some revenge on sub-zero with his metal arms yeah that yeah it seems like they got they got all the major players in here um and they got uh including the villains um not they didn't show Shao Kahn in the, the trailer, which is probably wise. 
Mm-hmm. Who is Shao Kahn? He's he's the ruler of Outworld, which is the uh, force that is trying to destroy our world. But didn't is he appear in a statue? Doing so. Huh? Um, maybe for like a, a brief minute, but they didn't show the actual character. Hold on. A friggin' snip and sketch for days. Uh, is this guy? Jake Snippin'. Man, man with a mask and a hammy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. Shao Kahn. He's got a big old hammer. Um, but let's see if the, Johnny It is Cage... interesting to see. I mean, I guess he would count, but seeing Kano uh, aligned with Sonya is a little interesting. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. Beginnings they, and whatnot. they don't say. Um, they don't have a Johnny Cage in uh, IMDb yet. Unless he's uh, Mel Jarnson. But I don't think they would gender swap Johnny Cage. Mm, no. They gave him a daughter in the new one, Cassie Cage. Uh, we also see Raiden. So yes, Raiden's, Raiden's in here. Pop up. Kung and... Lao's in here. Shang Sun's in here. Goro's in here. They're all pretty much they got they got them all almost. Yeah. So I. It looks cool. It looks fun. It looks like a really fun movie. Um, the only thing that might bring it down, maybe the acting. I think it's. It, other than that, it looks pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. And it's your yeah. normal Mortal Kombat story. bunch A bunch of destined warriors come to fight in a tournament. For the fate of Earth, I guess. <laughs> for something. I don't yeah, care. To prevent. To prevent. And and what I love, they say a lot of the lines from the game too. Uh, finish him. Uh, get over here. Uh, Sub Zero says something. I think something about cold. I am Sub Zero. <laughs> Let it snow. I think was one thing that he says from the game. Let it well, snow. Welcome to Mortal Kombat uh, Legends. I want I want more references from that game, The Legend of Sub Zero. Yeah. Maybe they'll pay off. Um okay. And then Come on, I can't forget can't forget Can't forget the 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 movie for uh Drake and Josh, Doors. Selling fake doors. Real Real science fiction doors. They turned that episode where Drake was building the treehouse and forgot to cut out the door. Uh, into a full movie, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> that sky. joke didn't land at all. I, it, yeah, I know your audience, Peter, and I didn't have cable. There's, there's one kid out there who's just squealing in his chair <laughs> who's just like, I know that reference. <laughs> um, I get it. So, Doors. Uh, Josh Pack stars in the movie about uh, a bunch of supernatural doors that can like take you to different dimensions and maybe multiverses. The, the doors will take you places. It's the guy who directed the V slash H slash S trilogy. Yeah. What? So you know it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Gonna be great. What is the V H S trilogy? They're collections of like. Uh, like horror short stories. Found footage of just snuff films. 
sort of. I think I've never seen them personally. <laughs> okay. Only heard oh, good. others speak of them. They're streaming on Live Leak now. Um, um, I was really excited. I actually thought this was going to be like a, um, like a, like a, like a documentary on the band about the or... Doors. <laughs> Jim Morrison. Really, really was looking forward to that, and I was like, oh, maybe Josh Peck is like, like heading really the documentary it. about it. I I know Josh Peck is a big nope. Doors fan. Big fan no, of walking through Doors. it's a biopic. Josh Peck is gonna play Jim Morrison. <laughs> About the Doors. He's a big Doors fan. Is he? Oh, yeah. How do you think he gets from room to room? He's got to go through Doors. <laughs> oh, oh! I think we got to move on, kids. That one. Well, Jake. That one hurt. I'll say I'll say this to you in the words of, of the Doors song. Uh, people get out of your way when you're strange. <sighs> I will commit seppuku. So I will commit Chris super Bob. cuckoo. I'm I will crazy. commit one through nine. On I will lines. use gorilla glue in my hair. <laughs> why do Man. people? Why do people donate? Why do they donate? She's getting investigated at least about the, if, the GoFundMe <laughs> stuff. So they're like, "You really so. fucking need that, you little dumb bitch." She got because she got surgery pro bono. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. another weird thing. Like. All right. Um, I, don't, I don't even know. Let's move on. Gaming news. Yeah. Lots of gaming news. Lots of gaming news. We got it. We um, got The big one. Diablo 2's back. Wait, Diablo 2? Check out your CRT monitors and your... Yeah, they're doing a Diablo 2 remaster. Oh, I thought it was Diablo 4. No, yes, there is a Diablo Four as well, but no one's gonna play that. They're all gonna play the Diablo Two Remaster. Yeah, they are. My brother is immediately hyped. That was that was literally like his entire high school is him and my cousin in a basement playing Diablo Two forever. Yeah, and there are dozens and dozens of people like that. So, yes, there is a Diablo Four. Uh, many other podcasts who don't know things about these sort of things would tell you that that's the big story here but <laughs> we know better and no one's going to play Diablo 4 everyone's going to go right back to Diablo 2 <laughs> to play yep. the remaster well, I was it's even a remaster not a remake so it's not going to be a Warcraft 3 war mastered edition mm. situation if you don't know the list like if you're going to play Diablo 4, if you're choosing between Diablo 4 and Diablo 2, and you don't know the entire list of all the rune words, uh, if you don't have that stuck up on a poster in your wall, go play Diablo 2. Now, now as a, as a as a boy who's never played a Diablo game, should I play Diablo 1 before playing Diablo 2? Um, I don't I don't think you need to think there's like a great story connection you can probably just read it um read up on the story of diablo one if that matters to you but the the gameplay of diablo 2 was a lot better and uh people still play the original version to this day on fan-made servers 
Mm-hmm. So you know they're going to play the heck out of this remake, remaster. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some of the footage uh, of it. They, it looks like they're doing some pretty good stuff. It's not like over the top, too. Um, it still kind of like has that nostalgic old school charm to it where, you know, the sprites aren't super polished and they're not like, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, super realistic. They're they're still carrying some of the charm that the that the old Diablo games had. Diablo uh, so, two was yeah. just it it oozed with style. Looking back, like yeah, it was it was jam packed with with late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. I think just it's like, like the last the last of an era of video games with like ruses and and deep lore to them. Like everyone knows all those playground stories about like Pokemon, like how yeah. to catch this super ultra rare Pokemon and all the like creepy pasta shit. I think like the Diablo two cow thing is like the last example of that. Maybe maybe you can count the because uh, I think it technically came after the Sonic and Tails as unlockable characters in Melee. As like the last one. Well, but like it, it's, you it's did the have. End of an era there. I think it took a break until indie games came out, because like Undertale fan theories. Well, it's not even so much fan theories. Like the thing now is information so accessible. Like people can data mine the game before it comes out and know everything that's go- that's in there, so they can mm-hmm. like debunk rumors like that so like if if melee came out today they'd like dump the code and be like yeah there's no sonic or tails character mm-hmm. files in here you can't unlock them but like back then you know april fool game magazines would print out yep. april fool stories about shit like that you know it's it's just an era that's gone by mm-hmm. the diablo 2 i think I was that. one of those uh april fools stories mm-hmm. but i miss that I miss yeah. I miss I'm a big '90s nostalgia guy. I miss that. <laughs> um, some of the some of the other stuff that came out um, during the BlizzCon, um, something I'm not super interested, in, so I'm not going to touch upon it too much. Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, some more expansion stuff launching in November uh, came out. One of the more things I am interested in is Overwatch Two. Uh, we did not get a release date. We just got uh, actual gameplay of the engine um, and a little bit more of like an inside look onto like how they're going to run the game because it's kind of confusing how this is going to work with um, basically from what I understand and what I've been told, uh, they are like shutting down like Overwatch 1 per se, but you're still going to be able to like play like uh, with people who have Overwatch 1. So there might be like a multiplayer like free to play. Well, that's how how games usually work. You, no. you gotta play them yeah. with people who have the game, unless you're unless you're a DS download play and based. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting into some weird stuff with like, um, so like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like, I think they're continuing Call of Duty Modern Warfare with like Call of Duty Cold War stuff as well. Like Warzone mm-hmm. is still continuing on. I could be wrong on this but i think that's how it's how it's working um but unless you have cold war unless you actually bought it you can only gain access to some stuff like zombies and some of the exclusive content for that but Warzone is still going to be the same and you can still play it on both so i'm not 100 percent sure uh i know overwatch 2 is going to have some more engine stuff 
they went into the, some of the behind the scenes on the the fix the the changes that they're making to like just sound effects and um, uh, how it looks and how how the characters are going to react uh, to certain situations. Um, other than that, I think it's going to be pretty much almost the same. A couple new game modes, uh, new maps. They they looked into Rome as a new map, New York City as a new map. Uh, they look beautiful. Uh, Overwatch maps have always looked really good, and then weather effects in certain uh, games. So, looks like they're bringing a lot of new stuff, and they're gonna have a good engine to work off of. Now, is it. will they have a DLC map that is just uh, some guy's Airbnb? That's just a regular <laughs> size uh, apartment, uh, you know, house, and you have the whole yeah. match in that space. And it's if- actually a spawn point. <laughs> it's the the guy's Airbnb. Airbnb. And you rent it, and you just and, start there, and you have to pay rent. Yeah, or you have to pay like a little percentage, <laughs> and like a, a cleaning fee too. Yeah, exactly. Capture the point is just you know you taking a shit, and everyone's like knocking on the door. Double no, flush. Cap- capture the point is trying to get to the shower. Yeah, so you can use it before the hot water's all gone. Yeah, exactly. Winston needs to take a dookie. I smell like an ape. <laughs> um, call me lizard. I'll, I'll, I'll tell Overwatch you. I'll house party. Jokes. Call me. Although I'm sure that's already there's I'm sure there's already content about that out there because apparently Overwatch is the most rule thirty four bullshit ever created by a human. Hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, all that there's Winston so art. Just Don't. Deviants flooded with it that i i that's just asking for bad for a bad time like no that doesn't exist if no, i look that up i won't see I, oh my god i'm a thousand percent i, I bet you it's probably like right behind tracer in terms of <laughs> volume because people are disgusting oh that's of, i feel like a lot of perverts turn to art as an outlet I don't think that most artists are perverts I just think a higher percentage of perverts turn to art as an outlet for their perversion hey instead of looking up porn I can just draw my own porn hey (laughs) yeah exactly save money that way I I commend their entrepreneurs homebrew well it's when you're looking for a very specific set of like risque pictures and they just they just don't exist. You're like, well, I better create it. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, exactly. I, somebody's got to do it. If I and, don't make this this horse, and horse then you realize there's maybe Winston. other other people who want to see it, and you make an OnlyFans, and now you've got yourself a side hustle. Yeah, there you go. Make money off of it. Yep. And um. As for BlizzCon, uh, not a whole much other stuff uh, happened. Diablo 4 is getting a rogue class, um, some Hearthstone shit. Next expansion pack is coming out for that. Uh, other than that, BlizzCon was BlizzCon. We also had a Nintendo Direct, though. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, tell me about the juicy Zelda stuff that came out. We're getting like a like an OG trilogy uh, remastered for the Switch, right? No. Skyward Sword, that's it. 
and Splatoon 3. Skyward Sword that cost $10 more on the Switch than it did when it released for the Wii. Fuck yeah, dude. Skyward Sword, one of the worst received Zelda's in recent memory. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't uh, have picked like... uh, I don't know, fucking Ocarina of Time, Majora's no, they, they Major Mask, they Majora's made, Guy. They made those on the 3DS recently. Too recently for their taste. Although there was like six years between the Majora 3DS remake and the Ocarina. And so now uh, you can do it with, with your buttons. You don't got to... Kind of yeah. Although you can uh, still. There is motion control, yeah, because so they can waggle. Um, the they announced um, some new Smash characters as well from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, the bo- so boob robot anime person. girls, huh? Yeah, the giant rack with with robot on it. <laughs> it's not. Am am I wrong? Can you tell me that I'm wrong? Is she a giant rack? Or the... Have you seen? Have you seen the character? She enters a she she enters in a room like five feet before her face gets there. I only yeah I only saw those couple. Her of those reputation and her nipples face. precede her. She had a face. I thought she was just. Are you talking about the red one? Either. Are you talking about the white one? Both. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, shit. She's got swords. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> have you seen this character before? Do you know what Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is? Do you know what a Switch is, Jake? No. Peter, why would we expect if Jake gives awards to games he's never played and movies he's never watched, why should we expect him to report on news he hasn't read? <laughs> I only sense. know two things, three things. Left boob, right boob, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I'm putting that on your yearbook, Jake. <laughs> no, that's going I'm, on his headstone. <laughs> I mean, in my 65 years of life, because I'm only living, let's be honest, I'm only making this to 65. I've I know I've known three things: left boobs, uh, left boob, right boob, <laughs> Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles. <laughs> Jake Townsend, Samsung's podcast, the episode two fifty one. I away. Um, Street Fighter Five season five's coming out, and to celebrate, there's of course what you got to do when you release anything. Now it's not. Of, of release unless there's a Fortnite crossover. Mm-hmm. So Ryu and Chun Lair oh, coming to Fortnite. Oh boy. Melee kick I, I guess watch him throw Hadouken. Um I think they're just costumes. Boy. <laughs> More shit to be for people to be like, oh my god, it's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, um Yeah. So the guys who made Octopath Traveler They came out with a new game. They're coming out. It's called Operation Triangle Strategy. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's a work in progress. But Octopath Traveler was also a work in progress name. Donkey's yeah. video was pretty fucking funny on this shit. Mm-hmm. Triangle. A lot of these JRPG names are just so stupid. Like bravely default. Mm-hmm. As as um as Graham from Loading Ready Run said, if this was the name of a Kingdom Hearts game, no one would bat an eye. If it was Kingdom Hearts Operation Triangle Strategy, everyone would be like, <laughs> "Okay, when's it coming out?" Who's gonna be our main character this time? But that, but. that it's a subtitle, like, but like Operation Triangle. What does that even mean? It's because there's They're just three factions. They're closer to Ninja Operation. There's three houses. Like Fire Emblem. The three houses. Wow. So great. So great. Or, or you know, what, it, what this actually reminds me of is not like Final Fantasy VI or like those kind of uh, late stage pixel games. It reminds me of uh, the Department Heaven series, which was a series of a weird series of games by Atlas, which had like almost nothing to do with each other, but got increasingly difficult and complex because it started out with Riviera the Promised Land, which was a it was a harem JRPG, and it it was easy to play. You played it, it's like boom, got it. Then you had Yggdra Union which was a tactical game with cards and mechanics and more mechanics. And oh my God, why is this game so hard? Fuck Yggdra Union. There's no reason it should be this difficult. And then <laughs> and then you have Knights in the Nightmare. Kurt knows what Knights in the Nightmare looks like. It I look, do. It looks like visual barf. It's just, there's so many things happening on the screen at one time. I don't know how a human person is expected to process half of it to make an informed decision it's a welcome to our rts bullet hell pokemon collection tic-tac-toe simulator (laughs) what that's a game jake jake have i shown you footage from nights in the nightmare show me oh my god all right I'm, I'm, I'm showing you footage i'm showing this man footage from night in the nightmare showing the man footage um, but yeah, one of the criticisms with the whole Nintendo Direct thing is Peter punches his fucking microphone I, cable. I baby tapped my fucking cord. It sure sounded a lot more like a punch. It's just, I have a very sensitive cord. Um, I too have a very sensitive So this cord. was our first Nintendo Direct in 532 days. And what did they announce? Wii ports. Lots and lots of Wii ports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't the best. I think a lot of people were hoping for some for some Pokemon news, maybe some remakes for Diamond and Pearl. However, there's some reports that are coming in that we should be getting in the next couple days for Pokemon Day. I don't uh, know that I want a Switch remake of Diamond and Pearl. Don't care, you're getting it. I like Diamond and Pearl, don't get me wrong, but the DS was just such a perfect fucking 
platform for Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in Heart Gold Soul Silver, they nailed the touchscreen implementation for the menus, and it was just say magnifique. And I I feel like you're gonna you it's gonna be a lot more clunky because Sword and Shield navigated kind of clunky on the Switch. I guess I was just years of playing on the DS may have uh, colored my perce- perception of that. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to remake a game that I played on a DS. Like it's a re- it's a game I've, I've already played on the DS and you're going to take away the second screen. Welcome yeah, but- to Mystery Dungeon DX. Join us on the oh, Switch. Do you, do you need it? I prefer it, yeah. I I like it. I like the way the interface I, I works. I keep with two it. screens on other places in my life. In fact, the my console right now is the only thing where I don't have two screens. And maybe the the clock on my my oven. Maybe they like maybe they separate it into two screens on the TV. And then you just you control with the uh with the thumbstick your stylus on the bottom screen. This is where the Wii U, Wii U was the console to uh, do a Diamond Pro remake on. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. Instead, they left it for the Switch. They needed a real powerhouse to run this massive game, this massive operation that they're running, uh, and it's going to be mediocre at best. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming uh, so. That'll be uh, next week. Actually, next week Saturday. Um, so if we don't under if we don't know it by then, we'll uh, we'll have it for you in a couple weeks. Uh, Pokemon Day, we should be getting announcements for like more Pokemon Snap news, maybe some Diamond Pearl remakes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's gonna be a Gen Nine. Give me Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah, I want Pokemon Snap. I want that in my life right now. Why is there not a Pokemon Snap mobile game? Pokemon Snapchat. It's a great. That's a great check question. Why? And, uh, why I, I are we not using the augmented reality technology Pokemon Go to make a Pokemon Snap game? Because I don't use augmented reality in the first place <laughs> in Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, because it makes no that's sense shit. in Pokemon Go. It just makes shit harder to catch. But in this instance, it would be the whole crux of the implementation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it probably would be better, but um. Now I I'm never like this is a mark the day down in history. I'm advocating for a mobile game over a console release, but well, not necessarily over. But like, why hasn't this clearly genius idea been done mm-hmm. before? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, but just like I don't have an answer day. for anyone who asked me, Kurt. What happens in jiu-jitsu? It's time. It's a great question. It's time for oh, yeah, the let's show. Let's go through jiu-jitsu first. Let's, let's get this dog shit of course, out of the way. Because the main event here, what the people came to see, was Wally's Wonderland. Willy's. Willy's Wonderland. I thought it was Wally's too. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, because no, no one wanted to think that no one, someone would Willy. literally name a title Willy's Wonderland. And, I really and keep a thought straight it was face. Wally's for a long time. <laughs> 
Um, this uh, Willy's fun Wonderland. fact about Willy's Wonderland is that originally is going to be produced by the Weinstein Company. Wait, really? No, no. Well, oh, maybe Jesus. there is a crazy. There's an article that keeps popping up in my Google Discover tab about the crazy story of getting it made. I've never read it, but maybe it was at one point going to be. Who Weinstein'd. knows? What I do know is that Jujitsu is. It's a miss. He just missed. It was oh, not whiffed it. It had promise of being so bad it's good. And it also had Dark Horse promise of being just like a decent movie. Mm-hmm. With it's a bad title. Fun. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Um this movie I felt like I was I was on like a downer. I, I feel like I just I popped a fucking mouthful of downers, and like watch this movie. I'm like, oh, my mouth is dry. What time is well, it? It's like this is what happens what? when you just have so much, like just karate scenes. Well, yeah, jiu-jitsu scenes. The like, pacing in a row, just like the pacing's poopy like a... for sure. Yeah, it gets stale. It's absolute. Yeah dog dog balls and and the However, score is really non-existent when it absolutely needed to be there it they yeah. didn't he paid for all that special effects he paid for those terrible stock blood effects and those muzzle <laughs> flashes they made like one batch of fake blood that or like nick cage had it written in his contract that 75 percent of all fake blood used on set be used on his character and so they couldn't yeah. afford to make enough fake blood for all the scenes it's they so had planned. Too. So they they finished doing all that shit, and then they're like, "Wait, we need music for this movie. Um, get the royalty free shit. Get yeah. someone, someone buy an account for Pond Five. Contrasted with Willy's Wonderland, where they like fucking commissioned their own original score. Yeah. Oh, this." Um, no, so yeah, this was bad. Yeah, this was it's really bad. I'll sketch out the plot as much as I can. Um, guy wakes up. Guy is at military base. Guy leaves military base to join fight squad. Learns about his past. Movie becomes predator. Right. <laughs> learns about his past. <laughs> uh, like seriously, that fucking scene in the jungle. At the beginning, it was just fucking predator. They're walking around with their guns. They're shooting into the woods. When he first yeah. shot the ninja predator, and the blood came out, I, honest to God, was surprised he didn't say, "It bleeds. We can kill it." It bleeds. I, I, yeah. Um, I, I had less issue with that in the scene than when they randomly cut to the the GoPro strapped to their waist footage. <laughs> Oh my god. As the it's bad CGI not... ninja stars were flying past their heads. And yeah. Tex was the they... only one who actually like wanted to the guy who played Tex wanted to give a good performance. He was the only one who did and they and then they hired stuntmen for the rest. And they're like, Hey stuntman, I know you've been like adjacent to movies. You wanna be in a role? And they're like, Yes, I do wanna be in a role. I'm gonna be category. actor man. They're called wanna... stunt actors. So this is great. I want. I wanted to look into the trivia of this movie. Nick Cage replaced somebody. Can you guess who he replaced? No, Mila Djokovic. No. Bruce 
fucking Willis. Mm. Oh my yeah. god. Can you imagine this sense. movie? No. It's, that's just Cosmic Sin or, or Rupture or whatever fucking <laughs> space movie is in. That's the third one this year. If Bruce Willis in this movie was in, was in this movie, I think it literally would turn into a Lovecraftian horror. I mean, I guess that explains why Nick uh, Cage was only in the movie for 10 minutes. Yeah, like Nick Cage when he was in that actual Lovecraftian horror, wasn't because he was in um, The Color Beyond Space, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I I mentioned the plot. But I need to talk about the plot for a second because this is the least this is the least impactful first act of a movie that I've ever seen. Oh my god, it was so unnecessary. It was the like, four- honestly the third act was really well. I mean, maybe the the yeah, like you could just trim everything. Like the climax and resolution are the only things of consequence in the entire movie. Yeah, this movie. Um, starts in Meteor Res with the guy running and he does it. There are two reasons you use that in filmmaking. One is to build mystery and intrigue and have a slow burn plot. And two is to get the pace going so you don't have to deal with a slow burn plot and you're just there. And this movie, this action kung fu movie went with the former because immediately after the cool action sequence, I guess, of a man jumping off a cliff and getting brain damage. And hitting his head on a rock. Um, and an effect that made Ninja Operations cocaine bread look Oscar worthy. We have, I want to say, half an hour of him being questioned by this lady who doesn't show up later in the movie. She's, she's the... She's forgotten about. She's yeah, she's completely forgotten about. And she's terrible at her job. <laughs> she's the worst interrogator. She it, she knows nothing for an intelligence officer. And she she goes out in the field on combat missions as an intelligence officer, which again brings in the question the intelligence part of that title. Yeah, like no. Like like to those who think we're underestimating, like there's a scene where the first scene is she's like who are you? He's like, he like he's clearly out of it, and she's like, "Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here?" What do you he's, know? And he's like waking up, and then it cuts to her in the room. She's like, "I can't get anything out of him. I I can't do. It. I need a little more time." Like she's utterly defeated by this man who is still waking up from a concussion. Yeah, and it sucks because us as like a, a viewer, we don't know anything about him either. We no. know shit all at this. The point. writers didn't know anything about him. That's why I they, don't think anybody knew what they were. They just they just thought nothing. Karate Man gets caught by intelligence officer and gets questioned oh, for wait, sixty wait. minutes. Nick Cage was and in the beginning of this in a fishing fight. boat, right? And he's the one who picks the Jake the Jake character out of the water. Is why he? Did he oh, is why he? did that happen? I thought I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was in that boat. No, I thought it was just the the. Oh. Okay, Burmese you know what? Man. I'll take that because that makes more sense than Nick Cage being in a random fishing boat. Rick, Rick, Hold on, no, Nick Cage just shows up too. in the fucking middle of the of the movie, being like, "I'm you in six years if you're not careful." I'm I'm in a hole in the ground. Yeah, no. So, oh yeah, and how how does he get to the military base? Like the, the the fisherman grandma uh, just like oh, no, dri- drives into the base and like, wait, no, no, stop, 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 stop. 
no guns, no checkpoints or anything. They're just, no, no, stop, please. I have screenshots. Hold on. Oh. Snip and sketch. And Jake is doing the doing the journalism here. Um, so, yeah. It's not so this, even real journalism. There's there's a lot of. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought I saw him, so that's why okay, he's Okay, that, now that's weird. That's weird. Nick Cage, why are you yeah. in that boat? Um, don't you see? It was his plan all along, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, the first part of this movie is, is pointless talking, and there's a, there's a scary guy, a scary soldier, for some reason. He's pointlessly intimidating. And then we get to, um, with a Wait, terrible... Are we, gonna, are we just going to gloss over the physics defying inverted backflip kick he used to take out one of his captors before he got I guess I didn't watch my brain glazed over during the fight scenes I was like this is not important because I know it's a movie about fighting but I couldn't bring myself to give a shit Um, yeah the fight scenes the camera, the camera's nauseous. There are some fight scenes in this where the camera made me nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, like not the, even like, just POV fight scenes. shots. Yeah, they they had someone. This is the man. This is what they're talking about when they say, "Fear not the man who has practiced a thousand kicks once." Like this is that guy who you should not fear because they have a thousand different film techniques, but goddamn, they don't know how to use any of them. I think there were some cool ideas. Like, I like the extended tracking shot. I don't think it needed to be first person. But there were some cool ways of shooting fight scenes that, if better executed, I think would have been really, really good. Sure. Let's get into that first big fight scene um, where Tony Jaa comes up and he's like, I'm going to rescue you. And... It was at this point after watching about 10 seconds of the fight where I'm like, I need to put this movie on mute and put Power Rangers score in the background to appropriately match the emotional tone of this fight scene. Right? Yeah. Fucking white ranger time. As he's fucking beating up everyone. Because the the score was like. I don't know, like sneaking around music. It was like yeah, low it was like key orchestral. It was like, I'm like, no, this is your high paced fucking. This is this. This is your money scene. This is what you pay. This is like where half your budget went because, like the the shot, it, it's him infiltrating the compound, and there is like you said, Kurt, there's some cool stuff where the camera like flows into first person, then back out to third person for a second, and then into someone else's first person, and um, it's. Yeah. It's executed in such a way that's yeah, like the, I mean, the like one, the one none of it has time experience. to set in, and you don't know who you're watching from. But the idea of it, and not even just like the floating in and out the third and first person, but like the extended tracking shots from someone's first person perspective of all this shit happening around them, and occasionally, yeah. like you get reminded they're first person because they have to fight for themselves a little bit, like with better execution so that you know whose perspective you're viewing from and like when and where they are in space and time would have been really cool but as is apparent with the filming of the rest of this movie 
they just rented every camera rig at the store and we're like we paid for them might as well use them all they had the thing that goes around your waist and has the camera out here that's a real pain in the ass to use (laughs) they had they had dolly shots that they had like every virtual camera you could in your editing program (laughs) swoop around and and press in and yeah there's uh, another technique that was like okay this would be cool if it was a good movie where when someone gets flipped when they get flipped the camera follows that tracks to the person as they flip instead of tracks to the horizon which again they just did it wrong they just straight did it wrong there are lines in here that were delivered wrong just straight up (laughs) bad like when they're because i'm I'm looking at one of the scenes right now and I'm I'm falling through and one of the things I wanted to point out was how cool how how cool it was when like he would fall down and the camera would stay down and then you would fall into this third person perspective of them fighting and then they would fall back on the camera and it would continue tracking them but like when they first started tracking him in like this POV you were like what because <laughs> it was like the first time it got done in the movie and they were like this is so weird. Why? Why am I now looking through the perspective of this guy? And they and never it do it again. It, which I thought was kind of cool, but like, man, it, it's it's really hard to like kind of focus sometimes. It's so shaky. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a very bizarre kind of kind of shot that this whole fight scene was was going through. Yeah, um, and again, they never do it again. If it was a cons- if yeah, it was like yeah, Baby was, Driver, where like- every car chase is set to cool mm-hmm. music, I'm like, okay, now it's a style. But this was not, not that. So after, after the fight, they're in the woods and they they see Brax, which is, um, I'm convinced, is just so a comet. He's caused by a comet coming by. So I think he's like the Black Comet Ranger, who who went to Earth and he's like he set up a kung fu camp like two thousand years ago. He's like I got they don't have morphin they don't have morphers. I gotta train them somehow if evil comes to this world. <laughs> um, he's even even Brax is like if you say Brax with a, with an insultingly offensive Japanese uh, English Brax. <laughs> he's he's just the Black Ranger. Uh, so that's yeah. my headcanon, and that made this movie just a little bit better. Um. So they meet Brax for the first time, and he he when when they're all getting like topped up by all the the little like spinning ninja stars. Yeah, and they he has he has a blaster, but they never come out straight. They just go every which every orientation, which way, yeah. and they never hit anybody. They, he hits maybe one or two people with them in the whole movie. Well, no, he doesn't hit any of the important people because uh, all the uh, like the side people are just murdered with uh you know precision yeah uh and with relative ease and jake character falls through a hole and he says his line wrong when he meets nick cage because he says who are you instead of who are you yeah who are you that's like when you know someone and you like really but you don't know them and you're trying to investigate yeah you know them and they do something like out of character Mm -hmm. you're like who are you yeah. But so he so he just says that line objectively wrong and then Nick Cage comes in and he saves this movie or he saves the the scenes that he's in with this fight scene cuz he gets to do the talking and Jake doesn't have to say a word. He can just do the fight. 
and yep. Nick Cage has even even at his base power level, Nick Cage has has witty dialogue, and he's got a he's got an energy, like he actually like he doesn't even have to care. I don't think Nick Cage gave a shit, but even his not no, caring is more not. caring than these stunt guys and girls. Well, in he the, just um, has more ability, tri- being you know a proper actor who's had a thirty year career. To bring it back to the trivia. Uh, Nick Cage is a big Bruce Lee fan and always wanted to make a martial arts movie. So I think this was like a dream project of his. And he's like, I got like not a lot of time left in the acting career. You know what that sounds like to me, Jake? It sounds like someone interviewed him and be like, why the fuck are you in this movie? And he came up with a bullshit excuse of like, oh, I was a big Bruce Lee fan. I always wanted to do a Kung Fu movie. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure if we go back, he's been in a, a 10 trillion movies. He's the new Sam Jackson. I'm sure we can find one or two kung fu movies in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so he's he's there, and every scene he's in, he steals, which is great. Which is fine. Because the next part that happens is boring. Because we go from the first act in which there was one fight scene and nothing else of, of action or import into the cla- a classic second act in which nothing happens and no- more nothing of import is said. And <laughs> Brax slowly kills them in single combat for for a while, couple 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, no, did you... Wait, hold on. Are you, are you glazing over one of the best scenes ever? Well, I don't know. This might have happened earlier. I probably... Actually. Um, when when Jake meets up with the the whole gang of ninjas, uh-huh. and they're like, "You don't remember what crazy," and their um, dialogue is out they, of they order because he like they get met they get met by the two uh, uh, military vehicles and they just like single fashion line up oh, and come out. Oh, and that fight scene! Them. Yes, that's and the one that made me want to vomit. Out of the bushes <laughs> when they're crawling out of the fucking bushes. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> I was like. The fuck is happening? Yeah, this was there was um so they fight like the convoy in the in the reeds in the in the, on the plains and it's a big sweeping area so they could sweep around and have a lot of fights um and you got to be careful of the one eighty degree rule which they weren't and uh in in on any axis like <laughs> you can't just have it going wherever um the gim- I guess the uh, the gimbal wasn't working. The gyroscope was out of whack, but yeah, no, like if you looked at the path of the camera, they don't even pan straight. Like they go, it, they look like an elephant. They're like the camera's like it's going up and then down and then up and then down. I'm like I'm gonna vomit. This is awful. Um, also, I love when these I love when these people who uh, who have guns decide hand to hand combat is the best option. Yeah, this is um pretty egregious like drax can get away with it because or brax because he just tanks bullets and he's like okay that was boring fight time but but random dudes in in anti-flash photography hoods um (laughs) can't they 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 need a better excuse when when the guy comes up and bear hugs somebody and then just gets murked instantly uh you know it's pretty it's pretty awful mm-hmm. i can't i can't you know fathom why th- these are the decisions they're making and then 
uh, they also had people just lying in bushes, lying in wait to come out and sneak attack somebody. It's children of the corn. Yeah. It's children of the savannah. <laughs> children of Burma. Just coming out. They did the Seinfeld you. joke too when they said Burma. I'm like, are they going to do like the Myanmar joke? He's like, yeah, if I was Myanmar. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's real topical in 2020. <laughs> yeah, also, this movie came out in 2020. Just learned that now. I thought this was like a 2010 movie. No. With how no. Just, no. just we, shitty we it was. We reviewed the trailer for it. Yeah. I, I forget. I forget. It's just that's fine. It's we remember. Man. I yeah, remember everything. So comic right. relief dude shows up at the end to toss him a grenade to shove him to Brax and he goes back for the yeah, whole. They, yeah, they set up a bunch of Chekhov's guns. They're like, Why does this arrow have an exploding tip on it? Well it blows up when you shoot it. We'll never use this later in a scene. Um I the one thing I am surprised I never used was the wall of weaponry. That was shot that was seen like like five times. There was just a wall of swords and shields and shit. But it, but no one explained oh. it in a voiceover flashback, so it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um and then uh so, the fisherman's oh yeah. wife pulls out a well, shotgun. Well we missed the part outside the, the temple where Nick Cage admits that uh Jake, I am your father. <laughs> which I which weirdly gives like a little more characterization to him because he ran away probably because he had a son that he wanted yeah. to raise because if it's six if it's only a six year difference Jake could not have been um, a baby chat he could not have been what, a, what do you mean <laughs> you mean he didn't he's not eighteen and he was twelve then <laughs> I love the actor who played fucking young Nick Cage too they just like pulled this fucking random ginger hippie off the streets and was like here be young nick cage for this one scene by a cliff yeah here's your sag card they <laughs> do um so yeah there's the climactic battle uh in which the fight happens and then he he gives him the old grenade in the chest socket and kicks him into the portal from which he came and Brax explodes in a big fireball and the terrible, <laughs> terrible fireball effect. Just awful. <laughs> yeah. And it's really bad. And the last scene of this movie is Tex taking a pull of whiskey as it fades to comic book Photoshop effect. Dude, what? I'm so glad for Tex. I'm, I am. I'm, I think he we're was, blessed to have Tex in this movie. He's the one who should make it. He should be like the, the, the Harrison Ford of this this series, where like he, he has a career after it. I feel like he. Uh, Mark Hamill had a, a amazing career after Star Wars. It was in voice work, but yeah. no less. But I want I want Tex in the flesh. I want him. Count. What are you doing? Jiu-Jitsu has a 2.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That makes sense. Um, um, it, they just but they needed to sure hire a, a real-ass director of yeah, photography. Tex, Tex was in My Name is Earl. He's already had a career. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, this, this movie was plagued by... It didn't have a score. It didn't have good sound design. And it didn't have a uh, competent director of photography. This uh this movie was the lowest rated Nick Cage movie and it was shot in six weeks. 
when the normal <gasps> production time was is uh three months yeah oh my I god they shot it. this movie was shot in three days because like no more like yeah you're close <laughs> You were closer to the actual time than they were to the average time to shoot a movie. So, like Nick Cage has a budget that you have to pay for, and he has you know he has a time set time he can be on set, but that's no excuse for the rest of the movie needing to be this rushed. Yeah, but I guess um, maybe you know what? It's probably you just probably had no budget because like why else would you use these awful effects? Um, yeah. like, so Dimitri Logothetis, he was, they only had Nick Cage for three days. I knew that they only had him for like a tiny bit of time. I'm, Nick Cage was only part of the first three days of six week shooting. Oh, first Ooh. Hollywood production to be filmed in Cyprus. Nick Cage replaced Bruce Willis. Island of Cyprus, despite being named jujitsu, there's absolutely no jujitsu used in the trailer. There's basically no jujitsu used in the movie. There's one dude mm. who fights with anything resembling jujitsu. So I I looked up um Dimitri's I checked his filmography. Cause like you said, he's he did the kickboxer movies. And there is a kickboxer movie in pre production right now. Kickboxer Armageddon. Yes, I remember uh, seeing that this, when I myself this, looked this up. This movie had a budget of 25 mil. That's n- not possible. Seems like too much. Someone embezzled money. <laughs> There's no way that this movie cost yeah. 25 million to make. Uh, yeah. Dimitri probably fucking wrote it off so he could have a bigger budget for his next production. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, em- he's embezzling. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, maybe the next movie will have some good production values. Who maybe knows? We'll, we'll Let's see. move um, on. Kick this movie back into the portal and let the comet pass let's on. Move on to Willy's Wonderland. Kid. Otherwise known as the Doomslayer's Summer Job. Like, for real, I was watching this and I, I said this much when we reviewed the trailer. I'm like, they stole our idea for a Doom movie pretty much exactly they twisted it to make it a little more comedic in areas and work in the structure of this movie but this is more or less what we laid out in my rant at the end of the doom annihilation review of how simple it is and how it would work and like this movie is no less adaptable in fact i think it works less well with the fnaf rip off than it would with doom and this was a very enjoyable movie i love this this was fantastic I was, yeah i thought it was great um yeah it was uh it was a really cool uh version even if and like it's similar to five nights at freddy's um they're saying it's not an adaptation and i think it works fine without even like thinking of five nights at freddy's which I barely did. I was like, I didn't even think of Matt the game. Hat didn't even come into my head once. Like <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. The uh, there were some quirky moments that you were I like, like, okay, why? so there are this objectively, 
this is not the best made film for sure there's um, like no i thought there was like there was on a, a technical and... level they commit many a cardinal sin but yes. whereas jujitsu was a chore to watch this was fun this is something i could see myself watching again mm-hmm. um not anytime soon but maybe when i forget that I've seen it already and it pops up on Netflix. I'll be like, oh yeah, Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. It has it has the passion of like a short film you'd find on YouTube where they had like a good idea and they had a good like path to executing it and they just didn't have mm-hmm. everything uh, 100% together. Is it weird that my biggest gripe with the movie was that they brought in the kids to get murdered Whereas I kind of wanted it to continue to be the same oh, yeah. thing over and over again, where well, they, I wanted it to be like cleaning montages where he just bumps into these robots and then murders them in different ways. They yeah. wanted it to be a horror movie, though. And yeah. Nick Cage's character is never vulnerable because um, mm-hmm. he's the Doom yeah. guy. <laughs> like, um, it is. And, and so, in order to create suspense and tension you need characters that are allowed to be vulnerable and the only other person they went into willies was the the love interest who's generously half his age yeah probably closer well, to a I don't third even know if it's his age love interest or if it's like a they leave I together I don't know what it in is. the in the tropist sense together, of the but... sense um i like to think that she just became his apprentice yeah that's kind but of But anyway, she had she was so also she was gonna have my point is she was also gonna have plot armor. So they needed to yes. get the other kids in there somehow. And they did it through a pretty lazy method. Like there were some They literally <laughs> fall into it. They fall through the ceiling into the ball pit, which conveniently is there. The mm-hmm. biggest thing of plot convenience perhaps I've ever seen. It's probably the nasty. directly where they were sitting. And it's you know probably what? nastier than the fucking it. satanic animatronic dudes. Satanatronic? Yeah. I'm pa- I'm patenting that. Patented. I don't I don't um, remember Nick Cage ball. getting to the ball pit in any of the cleaning montages. <laughs> it's funny you know, mentioned yeah. that because like by the end of the movie, Diane's like, you know, at this point, I don't even really care about the animatronics anymore. I just want to know that he cleaned it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. You freaking did. Uh, and you know what? Hardest worker to Nick Cage, dude. Yeah, cleaning those every like, every fucking really fast food place would those... kill for that guy. Like how long? How long was he supposedly in there? Because he took a lot of breaks. One night. Yeah, but like, how many hours? Is what I'm trying to um, get I mean, he probably it started was, around like dusk, uh, so that's like five yeah, or six. Yeah, this was probably trees are off of the leaves are off of the trees, but it's wasn't cold out, so I would say October. November. Yeah, early October. How many hours of light you got there? Sun goes down at about. That's pretty much twelve at that point. Yeah. Um, the equinox is September twenty first. So, so he had a full, he had a full twelve in there. Um, okay, so, but yeah, but when you work a twelve, I don't know if either of you have ever worked a twelve. But when you work a twelve, you get two breaks. <laughs> he took six breaks. <laughs> he, hey, the guy said take plenty of breaks. Pace yourself, right? Yep. <laughs> because okay. I knew it was as soon as they set it up like this for there's this movie cre- commits two cardinal writing sins characters are 
put in there just to be like cannon fodder. There's no mm-hmm. real purpose to them. And the giant unabashedly terrible exposition dump in the middle of the movie. Yep. That just grinds it to yeah. a fucking but halt. Other than that, they did a really yeah. good job of connecting everything they established in the movie and paying mm-hmm. it off. And I yeah. knew as soon yeah. as they did Even the breaks, the, the, the breaks gag, and it was like every time he'd, he'd be killing them or whatever, his watch would beep and he'd go take a break. I knew that that was going to come up with the kids and he was going to not save one of them because he was going on break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so I, we, we kind of all danced around it, but I need to talk about it directly, which is the, the part that we all, we all unobject, um, unequivocally like, which is after he gets into the place and you set up the premise, blah, 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 blah you get to the cleaning montage, which at first I was like, what is this? What are we doing here? And then by by the time the kids fall in, I'm like, no, I want I want this the schedule because it's because it's mesmerizing. It's like this mesmerizing structured so routine where he got that bathroom so sparkling clean, and then he and curb then stops a like, fucking gorilla. Yeah, and he had to clean, clean the toilet, and then he broke the Reclaimed mirror. The I was upset. Like every time, every time, like <laughs> he'd murder an animatronic, or an animatronic would murder one of the kids. Diana would be like, "No, do you know how much more work that is? Blood stains. He has to clean up. He has to clean that up now. He has to change his shirt again for the fourth time. He's just so mildly miffed about this whole thing." And it's like it's it's so good. It, there's a to... there's a beauty. It's like it's like a reverse horror movie, like Doom, like you said, where uh, not only is he like the threatening one, but he is also he has you know monster movie monsters have rules, right? Horror movies have rules to their thing. That's kind of what um, drives sort part of the part of your interest is like using the rules, using what we know, we can defeat the monster, right? But Nick right. Cage is the monster because he has rules. Goes on break cleans up the pinball machine takes a drink of soda that's his rules and then yeah, he comes the, back and he'll so kill you you mentioned the soda you get in his way and you mess no, up uh, his his cleaning job what i'm wondering is there something special about the soda is it like steroids i think is it like maybe i thought it was just like an energy drink because he has like his caffeine hallucination Mm. the end there oh my dude him playing the fuck him playing the pinball machine is pure unadulterated cage i love no it builds though because he's like he's just playing the pinball like the first couple times and then gets more into it each time he goes back to play it his hair is disheveled dancing and like thrusting on it well i think it's i think it's also a mix of that and it's a mix of like him maybe having like sleep deprivation and just running on pure caffeine because he's been going for like all day now at this point Mm -hmm. and he's had what like probably nine or ten of those drinks <laughs> i think he has six he just in the whole movie well seven if you count the one at the end well who knows how many he had you see the cans in the, in the trash too. every time yep. he comes over yeah because oh. so so he's running on like no sleep he's been working himself to a bone he's been killing animatronics <laughs> and he's been cleaning and like 
that I, I you know you've we've stayed up late mm-hmm. and we've stayed up like super late running on caffeine yeah. and you get a little loopy you know, there's yeah. there's points where you get a little loopy. So I think that's maybe what he was touching upon. I once saw like, my doctor you know, after a twelve hour shift, and uh, when I they asked <laughs> they me to write down my email address, I forgot to put the domain at the end of the email address. <laughs> so yes, when you're tired, you've been going at it. You do get a little loopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we saw, and that was super cool because he is he is a fun actor to watch. When it gets to those zany moments, and I forgot. I also like how he never said anything, and they yeah. didn't yeah. pay it off with a, a weak punchline or something like that. Only, like only when he drinks, he's grunted. Oh, he cracks his fucking energy drink. Also, the the time where he's like strangling the uh, the toad, he's like ha ha ha, which I'm pretty sure he just looped that once, and they used the sound. <laughs> fight over and over again but the last the last pinball I wanted to point this out because we talked about how jujitsu had like no music but the last pinball game like they commissioned their own like classic rock ballad version of Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland and it's awesome because like he's about yeah. to fight Willy you're going into the final level and he's like rocking out this fucking pinball machine it's all coming to the climax and I'm like yes and then it does the, the pullback shot of him and every chair is sparkling and set up. And you're like, he's ready. And then Liv fucking breaks in and they're like, oh, we're going <laughs> to we're going to cock tease you for another five minutes. Give you blue balls. Yeah. Like, Damn it. Just let him kill the thing. Which which side note, I don't know if intentional or not, but it's a it's a nice little like theming or or story or moral that it gives is that like. If you take if you take the animatronic serial killers as like a societal evil, it's kind of tells this story about how d- if you just go and you really want to fucking tackle the problems in our society, you know, some problems you can do it, but there's there's a lot of people who just give up and they 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 make a deal with the devil and they put themselves in the way when all you need to do is just strangle at things fucking neck. <laughs> right that's that was like that was a really interesting moment with the all sheriff where like he's objectively to gonna kill them all huh yeah you just have to beat them to death with a sack of soda cans yeah yeah uh, that, so that was an interesting scene where she's like no uh, we'll feed you we'll feed you willie you need to feed yeah they were like giving in there they thought they were they, they were not able to be meanwhile as, we, as we've seen all night he's been able to take care of him and it hasn't been a problem well, see that's the thing where she like when when they get there when the cops get there the corrupt sheriff and and the unsuspecting deputy Mm -hmm. um when they show up and the deputy informs her that they destroyed a few of the animatronics she's like oh no that's gonna incense them even more and we were having a debate earlier in the show as or before we went on air i think whether or not the animatronics reassembled themselves because he killed mm-hmm. the pixie girl, but the pixie girl came back and and killed the car that that other Tex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a fruit line in this movie. Yeah. Both had characters named Tex. Tex. Um. Uh, and his associate were in at the end. She like came out of the garbage bag, which to me suggests that she had been, you know, dismembered and put into a garbage bag like the rest of them. So perhaps 
he didn't permanently fix the issue. He just like temporarily. Which would be yeah, I, an interesting take. Um, if it's ambiguous, I, I guess I just choose to believe that everything's like, been wrapped up. I want to believe he won. Yeah, I want to believe that he he destroyed them because that's that's more fun that way. And it's a it's a better moral. It's a better ending. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a side story about he he literally kills the animatronics, but he beats the the corruption out of there. It's, I like I like that interpretation. But you're here for the fights. You're here yeah. for her, the sheriff getting cut in half by fucking Willie's sideswipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Willie yeah. Kruger. Crazy. Yeah. And they got an actual, they got actual blood, blood props. Like that, that half a torso is, they had the blood pack in there squirting away. Yeah. Um, they, they had the fucking, the classic ass exploitation scene where the two yeah. characters go and fuck in the same room where the, where the serial killers killed all those kids. That and like those two yeah, characters are up. like the the hardest. I don't even watch a lot of horror movies, and I know these are horror movie tropes of the the harlot and the very black guy who typically dies first. And the stoner well, he did not die first. Yeah. He didn't and Jake, how did you handle that scene? I wanted to ask because that one scene with the strobing lights. So, yeah. So the the strobing lights. Um, I, I don't really get affected too much uh, with strobing lights. If it would ever affect me, uh, there'd have to be like a combination of things. But like I, there are there are a lot of things that I can just recognize as like over the top and like. So when when they test you for like seizures and stuff like that, they do a strobe light test and they will try to induce a seizure, just to see if they can get brainwave activity. Very similar to what I saw. Barbaric. Some of our medical practices still are. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this kid might have seizures. Let's see if we can give him one. <laughs> yeah. And they, they actually try like to put a it's a stress schoolyard test. bully. Like, oh, you're gonna see. <laughs> you gonna see? You gonna shake your hands, me? <laughs> yeah. They, they they tell you they 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 make you sleep deprived. They put you under stress. They uh, make you you know they flash. They'll have you close your eyes at least. Um, but they'll We're put a fucking strobe light right <laughs> right into your eyeballs and then just flash it. Uh, and at first it's slow and then it gets faster. So I've seen this is very similar to what they like show in uh, in, in the hospitals for like strobe lights. And I'm looking back through it, and I'm like I'm just surprised that there wasn't like a warning in the beginning. Like hey, there might be, you know. Some, I, guess, some... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but then but then girl hits turtle guy in the nuts with a shotgun. So that's fun. Although she didn't, she hit his like chest yeah. very clearly, and he just said, "Ow, my balls!" All my balls, um, and and not not the way that you would typically say that in Spanish either. Now, yeah. So mm-hmm. at the beginning, the end, we used extensive drone footage because the guy, the director of this, he got a drone, so he was very happy. But can we talk about the fisheye lens? I want to talk about oh, yeah. about the fisheye lens? That was just strange they had it on pretty much the entire time and a lot of like there are certain framings where you can frame like a standard shot with a fish-eyed lens and it looks normal but when you pull the foci to a different part of the frame it like 
cause the weird like bending distortion that you typically associate with a fisheye lens just in the middle of a scene for no like cinematographical mm-hmm. value <laughs> right yeah so it's it almost it it's so repetitive that it almost becomes its own style almost um there is one scene where i feel like it com it combined with the effects very well um so this is after the scene where Liv walks through the walk-in fridge sized ventilation unit it falls into the <laughs> siren's room and like they're fighting and the siren scurries off screen really quick like unnaturally and with the fisheye lens kind of blurring that effect it it really looked it really sold the effect to me of it this is like some creepy like thing that can crawl on the walls and shit um yeah. that was very nice um oh what else was i what else was i gonna say there's something else about the editing. Oh, yeah, the fight scenes. They just put the camera on vibrate. They just strapped yeah. a fucking Hitachi to the to the iPhone that they were shooting this thing on. <laughs> so it goes... As he's, like, wrestling. He's, like, as he's doing very basic, like... You can tell the hits are about this hard. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing about jujitsu. I forgot to mention, is that they, like, use the same... Sound oh yeah, the like overuse like strike, even when it was like a light tap, it still made the like sound. The fucking John, Johnny test. Um, yeah, I was waiting for the whip cracks. Yeah, so yeah, Jake, you show that picture of it's it's just everywhere and Dutch angles. Yeah, the Dutch yeah. angles, which never never used for film filmically significant purposes. They're just like Nick Cage goes get a soda. Let's have the let's have the screen at a forty five degree angle. I am huh. a Dutch angle person in photography, where I will just take a Dutch angle to a normal shot because it adds a little bit of panache to an otherwise boring yeah. photo. But I is think it good in used... movies? Not particularly. I don't recommend it much there are there are certain situations where it's appropriate like um if it's like i can i think like a normandy beach scene maybe Mm -hmm. i remember down you can have a dutch angle there yeah like i like i like um like something in like in like a horror movie even in this movie if they used it when um if like something's creeping up behind him or he's unsettled you know you you make the camera off kilter to represent the mental state of him being off kilter and you can do something like that or you use it to fuck with the you take the geometry of the room and you can play with that by changing the framing that it's in you know um but again they didn't do that (laughs) he walks into a supply closet and it's dutch angle (laughs) um Oh. oh fucking but uh, yeah, there's like a there's a nice segment of this movie that is just a real treat, um, and it's Nick Cage cleaning a haunted uh, Chuck E. Cheese and fighting animatronics, and it's just it's like quiet and simple, and there's no there's nothing to convolute the plot, and you're just like, yep, I could keep watching this. Yeah, like it. It's hard to explain, like it. <sighs> It's hard to explain why that in particular is so good, but this is a little bit of like what we pitched for a Doom movie. This is a little bit like Ash versus the Evil Dead sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, that's a proven winning formula. You add in a little bit of comedy, you have your horror, and you have your, like, well, in this case, they added in 
their like indomitable protagonist and mm-hmm. his <laughs> unwavering dedication to this rather menial task. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is this is the video. If if um, Five Nights at Freddy's is what a normal person would would happen would get, have happened to them. Like this is the speedrunner. This is a speedrunner playing Five Nights at Freddy's, and this is just what it looks like in the world. <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't say anything because he he's just the guy's just skipping dialogue. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just skipping dialogue. Yep. What if that's the twist? Move I didn't watch the end of the credits. <laughs> There's no. Just... <laughs> cut to cut to plex. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun movie. Really yeah, good. Yeah. Like I I would. I would recommend this. I would not recommend jujitsu. Don't watch that. No. Uh, it's not even worth <laughs> it for the jiu-jitsu. so bad it's good quality because it's like, it's yeah. not quite to that level of bad yet. It's like no. this, this is a Steve Seagal movie level bad. Like I don't even even movies that are like so bad it's good, they have uh they have like a story to it. Mm-hmm. This and this one doesn't. They have jujitsu is walking through there's, molasses. There's nothing hook. Yeah. And, and Willie's Willie's Wonderland has a nice story, even if they exposition dump you. Uh, but that's kind of also because but it like, gives me what it gave me one of my new favorite lines in cinema, though. Those familiar with satanic suicide rituals say that they impugn their like. Is that a large enough cabal of people <laughs> that like vast speculation around the small town is leaked to that yeah, community? Right. Mm-hmm. Like they did the rounds on CNN. <laughs> it's like here's Carl Lewis, satanic suicide ritual expert. <laughs> Carl, in your opinion, what is this? What does I, this mean? I, I also like in jujitsu when he's like, "You got to be crazy, like me." <laughs> <laughs> just gives that beautiful Nick Cage smile, and it just cuts right through, right to looking your heart. At the, looking at the camera, love it. Like Adam Sandler in the Uncut Gems trailer. You didn't expect this. <laughs> 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 oh, so uh, that's that's the verdict. But yeah, don't watch, watch Jujitsu. Watch Willy's Wonderland. I yep. can recommend this, uh, even if you're not a horror person. This is not particularly scary. Just like Five um, Nights at Freddy's. There are some like mild jump scares, but honestly, yeah, we watched WandaVision episode seven after this, and when the strong man tapped on the window in the truck. That gave me a bigger jump scare than anything in Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the level of what you're working with. It's a silly enough premise to where, like, you don't take it too seriously. The characters that do get killed, you have literally zero attachment to, and they do not really care. build up much suspense even. And the rest is just Nick Cage cleaning and beating the shit out of animatronics with sacks full of soda cans and broken mops yep and a plunger <laughs> my favorite one and a plunger just plunger. comes out of, and it's like a super effective bop, bop, weapon bop. i'm like what the fuck why is this gorilla stunned by the plunger uh, yeah i'd be stunned i'd probably about i'd be surprised yeah that that's what happened but yeah like definitely give it a watch it's not scary not really too scary so if like you're a person who like i don't do horror movies either but like mm-hmm. i watch this fine yeah, um, slept like a baby afterwards. You're not gonna get too scared by it, Nick Cage and it's totally you. worth it because Nick Cage will protect you and he will make you laugh. He'll make you entertained. He will inspire you to go clean your apartment. 
Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I might exactly. just get like a six pack of like impact energy from the Stewart shop and get get a watch with a beeper. Just go. <laughs> I said that to psych All myself right. up more than anything else. But yeah, that was the double decker cage. Um hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Seven Studs podcast. We thank you for tuning in every week. If you would like to support the show, easiest way to do it is to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and leave us a good review if it supports such things. Uh, you can also make a monetary donation if you're so inclined. There's a link to that in the description of each episode. And you can follow our social media. Uh, pretty much mostly just use Twitter at Stud Saturn. And uh, you can find links to our YouTube channels and social media accounts at SaturnStuds.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your Saturn Studs needs and possibly desires. Um, but that's going to wrap it up on episode 251. Turn to Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs around 8 p.m. tonight for a game. We have not oh, yet okay. yep. come all to right. a consensus on that. Um so we'll I'll maybe if I remember I'll tweet it out before we go live. Um but yeah, thanks for listening and until next week be well stay safe. Probably like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.